0: to that week because it was always intense.
2: The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys <laughs> still, but Dante was my guy. Get the dashes cause you still on the feet This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. And we're back in Better Than Ever, a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe Fifty. That's B L E A V five zero to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the twenty twenty one season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to post bi week season time, baby. I uh, had everyone's Thanksgiving go last week?
0: Ate enough, saw enough. <laughs> good, everything was tasty. Everything was good. Mac and cheese was banging. <laughs> the dude that don't even like mac and cheese, he's gonna talk about his bank. <laughs> I know it. Yeah, you know I didn't need no mac and cheese.
1: That's <laughs> some broccoli.
0: Bro- broccoli casserole was was on. That's for sure. And you know I, I did I did the turkey. So, you know, that's always good. Well, I'm not knocking Rolls because I like It's just it
1: wasn't a a, a, a southern thing coming up. Oh, well, yeah. Even, like, Mississippi coming up in Arkansas? Yeah. Casseroles, casserole's weren't a thing.
0: Man, that's surprising. It must have just been y'all little area in, in Mississippi there that did do Casserole's. Hey, well, I'm telling you, Mississippi <laughs> or Arkansas, <laughs>
1: Casserole's or Arkansas. weren't a thing, man. I'm just got got to the Midwest and they started shutting wow. them, them out.
2: Mm. We, we actually had a YouTube commenter actually comment on you saying that the casserole wasn't a thing for you, E. Someone was like, E lost a southern card, him hating on our uh, casseroles. Someone commented <laughs> <laughs> on <laughs> that's the truth. Like casserole man. But I'm, I'm not hating
1: on it though. I, I that's that's one thing I don't want you to know. I love casseroles. I, I like the green bean, the Anything casserole that I've tasted so far has been good. Mm. And I and when you think about it, I've heard so many ways. There's so many ways to come up with a casserole dish. Tater top, uh potato casserole, green bean casserole, broccoli casserole. Like there's everything you can make a casserole. So I'm yeah. not hating on it. It's just that it, it it wasn't a thing in the south of where I grew up at. And I guess you might
0: be right, JD, where I grew up. So. Yeah, I, shoot. I, I, look, if you was doing anything at church, you know, bringing it in for, you know, uh, uh, revival, or whatever, man, casseroles, people were bringing their casseroles. That was just part of it. I You know, uh, uh, Mary is going to bring her broccoli casserole. Uh, what's Mrs. Howe's uh, <laughs> oh, potato casserole? Mary going to bring, them, gonna
1: gonna bring yeah. some <laughs> cheese, some catfish, <laughs> and some cakes. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Um, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, the spreads uh, at the Thanksgiving I went to, we had, we had some macaroni cheese, we had some cows, we, we had a little bit of everybody. I think you guys would have been a fan of, of what we had. It was a nice little spread of everything that we kind of talked about on, on the show uh, the prior day. So, Man, you,
1: you can't go wrong at a, at a Thanksgiving dinner. There's just way too much that they, that they pull out that it's hard to go wrong. I've seen people that can't cook. That have things that are on the table that's going to be edible so mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to go wrong when you when it's when you're at a thanksgiving setting
2: yeah
0: mm-hmm. and, and as you well, just well, said, I, I say, maybe the one thing and i and I haven't seen it in a long time is that uh what's that the cranberry jam or whatever that cranberry you know you used to have those at times when you get it in the can and stuff yeah i ain't never touched it. i ain't seen that i ain't seen that joke in a long time i don't know i'm not so. a
1: fan of it my brother loves it really wow Man, but we 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 need to get back to the sports. We love we're sitting here and talking yeah. about food all day.
0: Yeah, I'm hungry too. So I, ain't, I ain't had dinner yet, so I'm, I'm I haven't eaten either.
2: So, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll get to food in a few weeks. When we talk about our, our Christmas meals and stuff because some people vary a little bit from Thanksgiving to Christmas, different variations here and there. Um. Okay, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take a dive into uh, some, some, some people on Chiefs Twitter were saying it's been such a long week not having Chiefs football during the bye week. It's a long week. I'm sure as players, you guys love having the bye, but as fans, it's like, oh, man, you get restless not, uh, not having your team play on Sundays. But first uh, concern of the week, uh, something that I kind of saw, and I, I feel like, these morning hot shows kind of, you know, reach for sometimes some of these topics sometimes. And they were saying that the Andy Reid bye week record, his games after a bye week in his 22 years, he's 19 and three. And they were saying that's kind of a throwaway statistic. That doesn't really mean anything. I, I mean, I, I want to say as a fan, I beg to differ on that. I think that matters going 19 and three over 22 years of the following week of a bye. I think mean, it's a big deal. What is that? What does the 19 and three tell you coming off a bye from, for coach Andy Reid?
1: I mean, first of all, I think he's given the best advice to his teams in order to, you know, stay prepared uh, coming into the, the, the seat the week after your bye week. Um, you know, most coaches are going to tell you to, you know, go out and enjoy yourself. Um, you know, be safe. You know, think about consequences of the things that you, of, the, of your actions, of what you can possibly get yourself into. Uh, stay healthy, but enjoy your time off. Um, very rarely... Are they going to tell you to take your playbook anywhere? You know, make sure you stay in your playbook. Take these videos and and and, and uh, make sure you watch them on your on your days off. Um, so for whatever Andy's doing with this with his teams uh, to have that t- type of a record, uh, he's he's keeping his guys on the right track uh, mentally and physically, and uh, it's it's proven within the record of what he's he's gotten, um, and also for how we've seen this team over the years. Uh, in preparation with um, throughout the season. You know, last year was probably the best season that I saw overall team play. You know, we didn't really kind of question a lot about the defense uh, because they were, you know, everything was just matching last year. But for the previous years, it's always the defense couldn't complement the offense. The defense wasn't playing well. And all of a sudden, the second half of the season, the defense starts to step it up. And so that's kind of the same kind of track that we've gotten this year. His first half of the season, you know, we had every complaint in the book about how bad this defense was. Uh, and, and also just, you know, picking out certain players and talking about Spags needed to be, um, you know, switch up the defense or need to get out of here or Andy needs to, you know, bring in a new D coordinator. So, and all of a sudden we're starting to see that defense turn that corner again for the second half of the season. And so uh, I think it's great, you know, with the record that he's, that he's gotten, uh, to have them come out with the defense playing as hot as they're hot, I mean, as hot as they are, uh, to continue and to get this team back to, uh, to playoff status.
0: Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, I think it goes into a lot of just uh, the, uh, the experience of Andy of, of understanding how guys uh, play after the bye week. And a lot of that is, you know, knowing, you know, what days to have guys actually practice. Uh, like you said, maybe not ne- necessarily just let them just go all week but it it's, it's got to be a, a routine that you get into where you're not is you're not overbearing with guys in their time. You want them to have enough time away from the facility where they can relax and rest, you know, kind of uh, get their wounds back healed together. You know, it's like that, that that energy that you just need for that 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 next part of the of the season that you're going into. Uh, and I think Eddie's done a great great job of it. Like you said the 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 uh, the schedule you know his his wins reflected. And so uh, that's just something over time, man, as a coach, uh, and has, has done a great job of it, just knowing his players. Um, and, and that takes a lot, man, that, that that's, that's very important. That's very important. Um, and I know, you know, during this time, guys are getting prepared also too, you know, we, we know that the opposite not been what they want it to be in the past, you know, four games, uh, I'm sure that they concentrate on a few things about what they want to do, especially not just for Denver but for the rest of the season on how they just want to be able to attack defenses. And so I know Patrick's probably been in, you know, uh, in in the meetings looking at some of the field, Uh, some of the other guys, you know, as far as like the coaches just talked about, you know, what they need to do as far as, you know, preparing themselves to getting better uh, probably having a balance as far as like running past, especially uh, with what they got going on right now. Uh, With CH coming back, man, that's a whole different uh, um, weapon that you got going into, you know, the weeks, uh, that now it's like, look, we prepare. We got CEH at this moment. This is what we want to do right now with the, with the offense, um, defensively. Um, like you said, man, at the first of the season, they was ready to get rid of everybody. Oh, everybody needs to go. And, you know, we don't – you know, what, what are they going to do? And, and so these last four games, regardless if people want to talk about who they didn't have, look, guys still got to play. And the, play, the defense has been playing at a high level. And Spag's been doing a good job of putting guys in the positions – uh, uh, to do well, you know, and, and to actually uh, make the offenses succumb to what they've been doing. And so I think this the whole bye week in itself is just, like I said before, uh, when you go into preparing it, is getting a good feel about where your team is, uh, what you're looking at uh, going into the playoffs, especially now with this this whole stretch with your division. Um uh, and just getting guys in order and, and it's and it's really like a mindset and it's the mindset that starts from the top with Andy, the coaches, and then the players too. Um and, and I know you know with, with Coach Ramil you know, when we had about a bye week, you know, he was like, look, I'll give you like a couple of days off, but you're gonna be here at the facility. Like I said, man, just can't let guys go because it just it, guys get away from the game, especially if you're gonna be a playoff team. If you're a contender, fine. Man, if you ain't look, if you what four and six? Four or seven right now. Hey, go on, have a good time. Yeah, man. take the whole week. <laughs> take the whole week off. <laughs> we need it. We need that time. So you might you might see the coach on the beach somewhere. You know, trying to get that little <laughs> time in. So you know, the thing is, man. It, it, you know, it's uh, uh, like I said, man, it's a chess game. But just kind of getting these things together uh, because this thing is it's, it's a run right now. It's a run. This is a run right here to the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl. And what you got to do right now is just put yourself in a position to set yourself up uh for success.
2: for a player, is it odd having a week 12 bye week? I mean, it's because kind of, I mean obviously they, so they extended the season a little longer. The bye weeks are lasting a little longer this year, because I think they're going till next week. I believe is the last week for bye weeks. Is a week 12 bye odd for a player?
1: I can't say it's hard. I mean, it's 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 a part of what you do. You know, you you uh you accept things for what they are. And heck, we we know the schedule, you know, when it comes out. Okay, we got this week as our bye week. And believe it or not, guys even start planning a couple of weeks ahead of time what they what they're gonna do. Um, and like JD said, it just depends on the on the, on how the season's going. If we know we're a front runner in the in the playoff run, you don't take full advantage of that week to just, you know, let your body uh succumb to this rest. And and all of a sudden you got to work your way back into it. Um, you're going to keep your mind mentally prepared. Uh, you're going to do some things physically to keep your body ready because you know, the, the rest of the task is, 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 still out there. And you're trying to accomplish something. So whether that's by week in the, you know, 13, 14 week of the season, uh, you're going to know how to manage it. Um, you know, as a player, the coaches are going to know how to manage it as, as, to give you a certain amount of days in order to, Go out and enjoy yourself. Just spend time with your family. Get a vacation in, you know, or whatever you choose to do with it. So uh, just as a player, you understand what, what you have to do, whether that's week two or week 12 or week 16. So uh, it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a week tail or 12 bye week, man, is, is actually to your advantage. I, I think it's a blessing, really, because you don't want to be the bye week early in the, in the year. But, you know, then it's like, man, you know, you had to go through all these hits and, and hard times. Like week 12, I mean, you, you've done enough to your body where it's like, okay, I need to just relax and just kind of chill and just get away from the element. And week 12 is a perfect place to be uh, where you could just like, it's a good balance. Right. So it's like, I mean, it, come on, this is like Thanksgiving. I mean, how how you not be, you know, being at home with your family during that time? I mean, you couldn't even plan it off better than that. And so I think, like I said, week 12 is a better advantage because now like toward the end of the season, if you are a contender, if you, if, you get, if you got a real chance of the same, give guys rest a little bit later, right? Because then now, not only you have this week 12, get that rest, but also, too, if you get in the playoffs and, and you're the first one that's winning in your division and, and uh, you know, pretty much in the conference, then you get another bye week if you have everything coming through your time. So now you almost got like two bye weeks toward the end of the season where other guys are just keep getting playing, keep getting hurt. So The grind continues. The grind continues, man. And I'll tell you what, man, to doing it justice of, like, just going out there in the monotony of every single day just hitting and running and lifting and meetings and all of that, man, it just weighs in on you later on down the road. Now, it's a lot better when you're winning, and we turn this thing around, and so right now we're we're leading leading the division, but guys that – you know, like I said, doesn't really have anything to play for. Week 12 is like, man, look, I'm just trying to get this thing over with. You know, let these things come on. Keep rolling. We don't even need to buy a week. Let's get ready for the off season. But, you know, the, thank God the Chiefs are not, you know, in that position like that. So, it's better.
2: And, uh, J.D., you played with Andy Reid for one year or two years?
0: I had I had Andy during the spring when he came in. So, I had him during, just during that spring. Okay. Uh, that summer before I came out to Kansas City.
2: So, gotcha. Okay. I, I was just curious if you were there during the bye weeks. It, and that was that was his first uh, year. So we probably wouldn't probably wouldn't really get a gauge on what he was doing his first year versus what he's doing you you know, 23 years in. So again, yeah,
0: but I you know, I've talked to guys that, you know, of course played up underneath him during that time and it was kind of like, you know, he was a player coach when he came in. You know, it was just kind of his 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 whole disposition about himself was like, Look, I you know, I want to let guys understand. Like, I'm not trying to come over here and just, you know, hit you with a hammer. I want you to understand. Like, look, I get it. I understand this. I, I'm a guy that played the game before, and I realize what it, you know, as far as like the, the the beating you take on your body, but I, you know, I got to be able to manage it. And so they they did a tremendous job when he was up in Philly. As far as that man, he was just known for it. You know, as far as like you know dealing with guys during the uh, during the bye week,
2: and the record speaks for himself. <laughs> so. Um, okay, so going to the second concern um this weekend, obviously, we're going against our division rival. Um, And over the last few weeks, we've seen the Denver Broncos face the Dallas Cowboys kind of, you know, taking them to task. Uh, and then this past weekend, the Chargers, you know, everyone's uh, favorite, AFC West favorite for the first half of the season was the Chargers. And Broncos kind of took them to town and kind of dominated them. Um and then there's something, looking at the stats here, uh, opponents score the third fewest points against the Denver Broncos. So they're, they're up there in a lot of different cat- uh, categories. I think uh, totally yards, I think they're top they're top eight um, in allowing uh, the least amount of yards in eighth overall, I believe. Um, behind and, the, and as far as the points per game, they're only behind New England and Buffalo. So they're third in points per game uh, as far as allowing points. Um, what do you think, and, and kind of seeing the Broncos this season, what do you think are the keys to victory for the Chiefs over the Broncos um, this coming weekend?
0: Uh, well, uh, to me personally, I, I believe uh, really what you have to do with them is attack them running the football. And I think we got the guys up front, got CEH back, uh, run the ball, we run it well against them. I think they really struggle. Um, also, too, um, it's going to be some good matchup, man. They got that secondary, man. His secondary is playing at a high level right now. Uh, but I still think you, you still attack it. I mean, you know, we still got <laughs> some of the best in the business are doing it with Tyreek and, and Travis. So it's going to be a good matchup with uh, with, with Travis, you know, and they safety uh, – what's his name? Uh, uh, is it uh, – Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, Simmons. So that's going to be a good matchup. Then, you know, Pat Sertain, you know, he, he's you know he's, he's doing a good job. And Tyreek, I think, you know, he's going to, you know, put some put some pressure on the rookie. But I think, man, the key for uh, for victory against them is definitely going to be, you know, the run game, establishing that, uh, opening up the pass a little bit more. Um, defensively, it's just going to be getting after Bridgewater. That's what it's going to be. You get after him, you get him shook a little bit, you stop their running game, uh, and then, you know, it should be, a, a, you know, a, a very uh, convincing victory against them. So, uh, to me, that's just the keys of it, and that's how I look at it.
1: I mean, we don't have – I agree with that, J.D., so we do have to establish a running game. Um but that's not the key to our, our offense as, you know, as we know it, uh, technically not the key to Denver's offense either. Um, it's just a matter of what type of quarterback you got that day. And, um, right now our quarterback is starting to get his feedback under him. He's getting his confidence back. Um, he's accepting what defenses are giving him. You know, he's not out there, uh, quick out of the pocket he's not forcing passes uh I don't think he's uh at that point to where I kind of saw uh during the season he was mentally checked out in some of the games because of the effects of the offensive line and what they were giving him and also with you know the amount of interceptions that he was you know not throwing but ended up coming up with because of drop passes oh yeah um mentally I think Patrick has gotten his I'll just say he's gotten his groove back Um, and you know Kelsey Mr. Swaggerific is always going to be you know swagged out and ready to play Uh, Tariq always prepared for the moment also I just think that we have to establish our third and fourth threat offensively because right now we still don't know what we're doing with those guys as as Hardman or if it's going to be Pringle. who Robinson? No, oh Gordon. 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 Yes. There you go. And so um, you know, <laughs> Josh has not really stepped into the to the role of what we brought him into here for. And I know JD, you you mentioned like getting his legs back under him. You know, it doesn't really take this long. And I know he's not accustomed to this type of offense, but that's you know going anywhere. You you fit into what the team is. You know made of and I just think we need to establish what we brought Josh here for because right now if they're just going to put somebody man to man on him and and dare him to to beat us then we need to take advantage of what he brings to the team and that's a big body you know he's a big body that can catch deep pass you know jump over guys and we haven't used that yet and so Josh just has to know that look Tariq and Kelsey are going to demand double teams at some point, most of the time during the game. So he just has to be prepared for the moment of when that ball is going to come. He's going to have that one-on-one matchup. And it's the same thing with Harvin and and, and the other guys. They have to know they got to take advantage of their one-on-one coverage. And in times they haven't, you know, they haven't come up with the plays. Um, So we continue to go back to what we know that works, and that's Hill and Kelsey. Um, we're not a 100-yard a, a rusher when it comes to our running backs. We don't have those guys. We've come close, but we have, I don't think we've had a 100-yard rusher yet. So uh, as far as establishing the running game, yeah, you do have to play the game honest. You do have to run the ball because that's, that's going to open up certain parts of the field for passing lanes. So, yes, CEH, Robinson, Williams, they all have to be on the – their horses would uh, any given day so that we can have that passing game the way we've been accustomed to. Um, but my, right now, I just, my more, my main concern is the third, fourth receivers uh, and, and, and those guys trying to take advantage of the one-on-one coverage, because like I said, Kelsey and Tariq are going to get
0: double teamed no matter what. Well, I'll tell you what this, but see, this, this is why I like the bye week being where it's, where it's at. And like I said, Josh Gordon, I said, it's going to be week 13 or 14 when you start seeing it. And, and, and the thing is, he, he ain't played in two years. And so I get it. Look, if a guy was, you know, in different no, Okay, J.D., I, I'm,
1: I'm understanding you on this. Oh, track, right, but he, but he, you just throw a guy out there if he hasn't played in two
0: years. You get to no, rest no. in practice, though. Well, you know, he ain't, he ain't just your normal guy for two years, right? We This is Josh Gordon, who's, who we know has, you know, an unbelievable skill set, right? We, we know that. And so it, I'm just saying I want to see it. Yeah, well, well, look, and so that's why I said, you know, this bye week in itself, right? It's one of those things that I know that Andy and Eric, all them guys are sitting over there like, look, Josh hadn't been a part of this offense as, as far as being that weapon. We need to figure out how to get this guy going, right? And so I know that during this, this bye week gives you an extra week. I guarantee they were sitting over there drawing plays up on how are we going to get this guy to football? How are we going to get him involved in offense even more? And the thing is, look, if we can utilize him with his size, like you said, and being a possession receiver, going up, getting some catches, it's just going to benefit us. And so I, I think with him, I, I guarantee there was one guy that was in a facility probably this entire time during that d- during this bye week. It was probably Josh Gordon. I, 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 you know, I can almost guarantee it. You know, of course, you know, Thanksgiving and stuff, he was probably gone. But I, he was – I guarantee he was there trying to still get and figure out, working out, getting himself right. And so, you know, as a professional, that's what you, you know, should do. When a guy's kind of new to the team, when I'm sure he wants to be, you know, uh, successful too, he's wondering, like, man, what do I need to do to get myself together? And he knows he's not physically ready to get himself together. So 13, 14, look, I hope this guy, you know, comes about and he eats. I hope he becomes a a, a greater part of the offense than what he has been, no doubt about it. So that that's why I like the bye week in itself. Uh, but, yeah, he eats. You know, he's a guy, man. Like you said, he, he hadn't really shown up. But you know, like I said, man, the reality is, man, the guy hadn't played in two years, and it, it took me a while to think about it because, like you said, we look at—I look at all the things he used to do in the past, whatnot. But then all of a sudden, I had to realize, man, this guy's been on the street. He hadn't really, you know, he hadn't really had no no full contact. You know how it is, man. Playing football, man, you you got to play football. You got to be out there taking hits. You got to be out there getting grabbed and getting pushed around. You know, running routes in the physical thing. It's one thing to run around city backyard at, at your old high school, at your college, but it's a different thing to get out down on the field and get pushed around with guys. Somebody bet you know, up in your throat, you know what I'm saying? Well, like a guy like you 44 getting up on him, you know what I mean? Who's in his hip all the time. So that's the way I look at it. And so hopefully, man, we benefit this way uh, during the bye week, getting Josh Gordon in and getting him going. Uh, but, but you don't, you don't think that as far as like the, you know, the running game with, with us, and this is why I say C-E-H, because it's, this is my problem I have, okay? Let be real quick with this. I don't want us hanging our hats on just the passing the football like we did in the past, like we did last year, because then it ended up biting us. It hurt us. And so I think we need to get that, that running game established even more than what it is. I'm not saying that now you turn it all the way around, where now all of a sudden you're running the ball 60 times and throwing the 40. I think we should still at least get it up to at least 70, 30, 60, 40, you know, run the football. Okay. So this is my take on that. Okay. If
1: this is a big if, like what they said, if we all had a fifth. Right, right, right. (laughs) If with that situation, I don't want to discredit CEH, but if we had a Kareem Hunt and his skill set of what he brings to the I don't want to say to the team, but to the NFL, because Kareem has been legit since he was with us and since he's been in Cleveland. Right, right. We have that type of runner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. We have a 100-yard rush. We have a 300-yard passer almost every game. Again, I'm not discrediting CEH or the guys we have. Williams hasn't had that type of a career since I've known him. Ceh mm-hmm. uh, is you know small in stature. He doesn't have breakaway speed. Even Kareem Hunt with his size is going to give you longer runs than what we've gotten out of Ceh. He's because he's got. I think he's got a better awareness of when he's hitting holes. He, he I think he sees things a little bit better because to have him and Chubb doing what they're doing when guys know they're going to get the ball kind of proves to who they are as running backs. Again. CH is still young. He's going to see all this. He's going to develop most of this here. But he doesn't have that size and that type of speed to do that. I think he's more of a scat back and more of a possession back to where you're catching catching balls out of the backfield and picking up little knickknack yards here and there. He's not, to me, that every down back. He's not going to pick up the big running, the big linebacker coming through the hole and just blow him up or catch him or, or be able to catch a defensive end. He's like a, you know, he's going to give him a shoulder.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what,
1: what do they call those guys? Uh, uh, so yeah, that's that. That to me, that's what he's. He's he doesn't bring that every down back to me. Uh, quality to me that a guy like Hunt did. So and we don't have those guys right now.
0: Right. So so I'll say this. Right. Kareem Hunt, would, because you know he's gone. He's out of here. Sure. That's but, why I said if. Yeah, but the thing is. You know, what Kareem had was balance. I, I watched him in college, you know, because my boy, his 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 son was the was the starting quarterback. And so I watched Kareem the entire time. He had unbelievable balance. He never really got hit. He never got knocked off, you know, off his feet. CEH and Williams, that one-two punch could be a thunder and lightning, right? I think I think if you mix it up with them two, not, not only just them two, but also too, Ron McCall around the end, right? Every once in a while just to to outleverage the defense. OK, you know, maybe he on on a reverse every once in a while. So, you know, and, and we know Kansas City does a, a tremendous job of creating doubt against the defense. It's, it's what we want to do is take advantage of what the defense is giving. you. And So with the guys up front, it doesn't change what they do up front at all. Right. I mean, we got but shoot. Trey Smith, uh, you know, Booney, uh, all those guys up front who are hungry, ready to run and hit these guys up front. That's what I think. That's what they're better at so it don't matter who has the ball on the back, you know, CEH, give it to Williams for a nice little you know, change of pace. I'm I'm cool with that. My thing is, regardless if it's McCole coming around the corner, Tyreek on, on reverse, shoot, even Travis running up the middle or the tight end, that's just more rushes. And so when when I say like rushing the football, it's more than just CEH when I'm talking about that. So I, I just want to clarify it a little bit more because it's just not CEH on it. And I agree with you. I think he is he's a a, a much smaller back. But he's very effective. But then you give him, like like I said, a thunder and lightning, a little bit of thunder with Williams, who's going to hit the hole, who's going to run, it's going to be hard to bring down. And then you bring him in, uh, CEH, who's going to get, you know, a little, you know, jiggle bug. It's getting through air. You know, I, I, I think if you change it up a little bit and get that into the motion of what you want to do offensively, I think we're just going to benefit uh, better for it. So that, that's what I mean. I, I don't mean, you know, CEH necessarily being a, you know, every down back. Um, but I mean, look, he's got a skill set. Kareem's got a skill set. Uh, but that's why, you know, Chubbs and, and Kareem are still one, one two up there. Right. You know, so, I mean, I think we could do something like that here in Kansas City. And, and then, like I said, McColl and all those guys, you know, give them a couple, you know, ball in their hands. Get your, get the, the ball in the hands of your playmaker is, is, is in essence what I'm saying.
2: And who knows, Kareem Hunt could you know come back to uh, Kansas City with the way his dad was speaking about Baker the other day. So um, and and he re, you know he takes second chances on guys. Man, Kareem would be welcome back in Kansas City as, as far as uh, as if it was if I, if I was the uh, decision maker on that. <laughs> um, and, and I will say, uh, you know, talking about to both of your guys' points, uh, you know, getting you know getting Ch kind of more involved. You know, you, you kind of said more of like a, you know he's he's a pass catcher possession guy. He, and that was his thing in college. You know, I, I think we haven't done a good enough job, and I think they've mentioned it uh, during press conferences and stuff. It's not getting him the ball enough, as far as in space or th- throwing him the ball. Get him the screen game, you know, a swing pass out of the backfield. They can act as you know run plays, you know, just kind of utilizing what his strengths were in college, and that was the main reason why Mahomes wanted him because they could throw to him out of the backfield because he's yeah. kind of like, I guess his body, the way he's built is kind, of, it's kind of like a Darren Sproles type, uh, uh, more built for running between the tackles, I would say. But you know, he, he can catch the ball and Sproles. Is, Sproles, I mean is five six, smaller, smaller stature guy, but kind of in that kind of echelon, right? Or no? You don't think so?
0: I'm I say Darren Sproles. I'm trying to think of who who would you comparing to? Almost like Pollard though, wasn't he? When you say Pollard's kind of no, Pollard's
1: got more speed than Ceh. Pollard, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Pollard. Pollard's actually Pollard's actually got more strength too. Pollard he 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 plays a lot bigger than what he looks. Okay, that's that's the crazy thing with him, like. He looks like one of those small, he almost like a a receiver. Um Yeah. But Dude plays way bigger than what he looks. And and heck, every game he's he's gonna get he's gonna take advantage of the 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 play time that he gets uh out here in Dallas. But onto a different subject. Um
0: I tell you I'll tell you, I, I, I
1: he Somebody kinda break. comes off as a sprows because he he's not gonna be in for a short yardage package, you know he's not going to give you those extra yards that we need but to come in uh when the, when the defense is expecting the un- unexpected yeah ch is that guy he can and get you those seven eight yards when they don't know it's a run play but if they know it's a run play we need two or three yards he doesn't have that size to, to give us that you know i don't even think williams has that size to give us those extra yards uh and that's why we come into uh, a lot of trickery when we get in our short yards and even in the red zone We don't have those power backs. So, um, you know, but does a power back play into our offense? You know, we had Le'Veon. I didn't think he played into it, but they were talking about how how much, you know, Le'Veon caught the ball out of, you know, the backfield with the Steelers and Jets. But it just wasn't – we don't play those power backs. We need speed or we need, um, you know, the guys that we bring in are guys that can catch it out of the backfield. or the little scat guys uh, that are, you know, creative and, and doing those things with. So, um, it was just a different feel when, when Hunt was here. I think he opened up a lot of things for, for, for Patrick, you know, when they first got together. Um, so it, it's, it's,
0: it's completely different now. It, it, like I said before, man, it's, it's, a, it's a little guy's system. It's a little guy's system. And, and I'm, I'm going to bring a, a, a name from, from old school who, who actually I blocked for, uh, Charlie Gardner. Mm. Charlie out there, seats. Uh, Charlie used to be like a, a, a smaller guy, Scat Charlie was a dog. He was a dog, no doubt about it. But see, that's why, man. Look, hey, we had Thunder Lightning. You
1: know, I like I'm, I'm talking about playing against Charlie. Charlie gonna try to gonna try to truck you. right I mean, he he's quick. He's and he's got you know nice moves, but coming at you, Charlie's gonna try to truck you. See, yeah, he's gonna, gonna try to truck you. That's you know he's trying to get those maneuver and get extra you know shake you and get those extra yards.
0: Like well, he, he he turning his feet ain't going nowhere. No, nah, you know he's. <laughs> But body type, he got that body type, kind of like, yeah. like, like Charlie, though. You know, when, when I look at him, I was like, man, it just kind of popped out to me. But that, like I said, Williams, and even if Williams like of a late, Williams is doing a good job making that extra yard. He, You know, we, we put the ball in his hand, you know, to get that like one or two yards now when we need it. He's, he's done a, a tremendous job of it, tremendous job. And like I said, one thing that you cannot take away from is that competition. You know, another guy's eating, you look at him. Hey, uh, now you get in here for this play, yeah. okay? All right, I tell you what, when I go in there, I'm I'm going to turn this grass on fire. So, yeah, and I, I I like the small guys. I do in our office, man, because like you said, you can't have a big back, you can't have a big dude back there. Not what we do.
2: Yeah, Charlie Garner. He's from my area, North Virginia. Uh, we 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 have a few North Virginia guys that made it to the NFL, and Charlie Garner is one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, so, what were, you, were you saying, like, were you comparing C.E.H. to Charlie Garner from the Eagles days? Because when you say, you know, a little, you know, a little dash and dash, you got Charlie Garner and Tyron Wheatley it could be like a C.E.H. and – uh that's and, exactly and
0: what it was. was. Yeah. And, and we had him like the same thing with Ricky Waters and, and Charlie up there in Philly when I was up there. It was Thunder and Lightning. That's what it was, Thunder with uh, uh, with uh Ricky and Lightning with Charlie. And then, of course, you know, I saw Gruden did. Gruden was our offense coordinator. He went out there to to, to the Raiders. Who did he get? Charlie Garner, right? Aaron Wheatley, and know what he's doing. That was a different type of
1: game back then. Like that, that was smash. That was smash yeah. mouth football. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and they, and they utilized a lot of fullbacks in that offense too. John Richard, yeah. Matt
0: Crockett. Oh yeah.
2: Um, now, so uh, last question on, on this, um, was in the keys to victory. Now, we have an 11 straight game winning streak over the Broncos. Is that something that's in the minds of the Chiefs players going into? I don't something? even think about
1: stuff like that because that, that's that's when it comes into jinxing stuff, you know? Oh, he's made 11 straight free throws, he's throwing 11 straight <laughs> passes. Like, now I don't even want to jinx the team with that kind of stuff, right? right. You take it one game at a time. If, they, if we won that many, just one game at a time,
0: yeah, yeah. You, you always hate, hate to hear an analysis bring something up. You hate to hear it. Always, that never fails. That's where the season
1: went to waste. Like, oh, Patrick hasn't thrown a, an interception in September. He hasn't lost in September.
0: And Then what happens in September? Everything. Yeah, Ten <laughs> interceptions. You know. And yeah. He's yeah. Now you you don't, you don't look. You don't think about the streak. Like you said, you just think. All right, eleven in a row. You don't you, you don't worry about that too. Man, half the half the games I played, man, I only remember like the outcome. What it what it end up being. I just know I was on the winning end of a whole lot of them. so.
2: (laughs) Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price. $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift that they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Well, since you mentioned that, uh, J.D., that's a nice segue into our, our, our next topic. Um, you guys obviously battled the Broncos for a long time throughout your careers. Uh, what is one game specifically that stands out during the Broncos-Chiefs rivalry in your minds?
1: Mm. Oh, not on a good note. Um, I, I, I think it was at Arrowhead that we played the Broncos and Clinton Portis came out for like 200 some yards and ended up putting on a, a wrestling belt. Oh yeah, uh, he he had some uh, I don't know some sort of re- a rushing record. I don't know some rapper was on the sideline too. Uh, yeah, that's right. So I remember him telling the stories. So was like, yeah, that that you know, and I think Rod ended up running a reverse, throwing a reverse pass to him too. But it, it was uh, you know one of those crazy games where you definitely didn't expect it.
0: Hmm. Oh man, I'm trying to think. My goodness. I just always hated playing out there to Denver. I always hate playing out there. Uh, I can't think of one in particular. I just remember just moments, different games. There were just a lot of games against him, man. I I always hate seeing that that horse running on the field out there at Denver. I always just hated seeing that. And remember, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, what was it? Brace? What, what's the? Uh, oh, used to be a D DB now safety. Almost got hit by the horse, Jerome? No, no, no. Bracey. What was it? Uh, Bracey Walker, yeah. Bracey Walker. (laughs) She came by and the horse hit him. And I remember he kind of went after It was crazy. It was just, you know, just a madhouse out there, man, with Denver, man. It just seemed like we never got a fair shake out there in Denver, ever, ever. And so uh, I can't remember. I think one time we went down to win the game and we ran uh, outside sweep. And it was like everybody knew where it was going. And we end up scoring anyway, so it was like the whole defense ran over to the side. It was just like man on oh, man, all wheel, just to get into the ball, you know, get into the end zone. And we end up scoring. I think we end up winning the game, until the end, man. But I, I know they 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 pelted us with, with snowballs and all type of stuff like that. So,
1: now, this believe it or not, like the Broncos were, were I, where I had the most fun at. You know, that that was a game that I look I always look forward to. Uh, and mainly because of, of Rod Smith, you know, he came from my home, my high school, same hometown, and we always had a ton of family and friends that came to those games. So it was always fun to play up against him. Always competitive, but always fun. You know, whether you know win or lose, I enjoy playing those games. Did, did it matter where Kansas City? No, or it did, it did matter. didn't Either matter. place. It was. It was always the most fun to have to go up and cover this guy. I mean, I looked at the Rod since I was a top. You know, Rod was. I think he's five five years older than me, so I always looked up to him. He was good in basketball, he was good in track, he was good in football, and that's all the sports that I played so it was like he led the ways and it's like and I finally got there and uh to hear him like you know giving me advice over certain little things on how to play and what to do Ra was a big reason that I went to Nebraska mm okay. and so um ended up you know doing that winning some championships and then having the opportunity to play up against him uh you know two times a year uh from for the majority of my career was a, was a was a lot of fun that's
2: awesome and I can't and you you, you said before you've had a, other guys coming through from the NFL who went there but would you say you and rod are probably the, uh the top athletes that come from your uh your area to the NFL because you had Michael james
1: Probably. I mean, we've had the Michael James that went through there. Um, who else? Oh, I mean, probably saw me and Rod. <laughs> uh, Vasher, Nathan Vasher. Oh, wow. Um, you know, he's from Texas, Uh, The quarterback, can't even think of his freaking name, but he played at New England for a while, Houston. Um, big guy. He's only he's from the Texas side. And oh, I have awesome. his number...
2: Did he? Go, did he go to Arkansas? Ryan Mallet?
1: Ryan Mallet, yes. Right. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm I, I, CTEs. It's like uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's that? Shit sharp. Yeah, it's this. It's, uh, no, it's Michael Irvin on that little video. I don't know if I sent it to you though. But it's, it's a pretty funny video. I, I sent it to you, right? Yeah. Yeah,
2: that was good. But, that was
1: yeah, that was, was cool. funny. But yeah, we've had a lot of guys come through. Man, I just it, it's hard to, to come off top. But yeah, I think. Probably, I know Rod is the biggest mm-hmm. uh, name to come through there. Um, I might be somewhere in the top three.
2: Pretty, I say it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rod's a bad boy, man. True, big Rod fan. Yeah, he's
1: got over ten thousand yards. I know, and I, you know, he's he's got the Hall of Fame stats. It's just uh, his name when you mention it, it doesn't stand out like a lot of those others. So oh, wow. yeah, as far as playmaking ability, Rod has done it all. He's got, yeah. got the stats to, to stand by
2: it. And longevity, too. I felt, I felt like he played for, for, for years. Yeah, he did. Like he played for a really long time. Yes, he did. Um, and I guess it's something as a fan, just watching it as a kid, you know, whenever players always travel to the mile high, I feel like, you know, the, the high elevation – was it as hard to breathe uh, playing uh, during an NFL game there as it looked like on, you know, seeing you guys go to the sidelines, you know, with the other little oxygen tanks. I know like players are always riding that thing when you're going to play in Denver. I mean, it, it, is it tough to breathe in uh, Denver and playing an NFL game?
1: It never bothered me. I don't know about JD, but I ended up, you know, we played uh, the Buffaloes when I was in college. So I got to play there a couple of times before I got to the pros and, uh, I know the coaches would mention it, and they mention it a lot. Hydrate, 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 and for the most part, we'd have a lot of guys have breakdowns mentally because of the thought, "Man, something's bothering me. Like I can't breathe." Uh, but they mentally do. They check them. They 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 lock into it before even experiencing it, and so it's like when they something happens, you know, "Oh man, it's the altitude." No, it's like, you know, no, it's not. You can you just mentally think that because you know. Certain ways that you feel or something that you've done, but um, for me, it didn't bother me at all.
0: DBs, man, they, they don't hit nobody. They only know <laughs> they just running around, so to, to, they, they marathon. It makes it worse. You don't uh, have to do all the running. You just sitting there blocking. So we
1: got to run, come back, run, and come back.
0: What's gonna be hard? You you lift the weights out there like constantly, like lifting little three hundred pounders. That now look <laughs> I, every look every quarter, and this ain't nothing mental. We uh, toward the end of the career, we started doing more like uh, elevation uh, uh, training, right, to get ready going out there to Denver. Uh, and so I know before then, like the first quarter, I'd be gassed. Like, <sighs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, just didn't make any sense. And I, I didn't want it to play in my head. But physically, like your body, if you ain't ready and you ain't used to it, it takes you about, at least for me, almost like the second or maybe third third quarter to get acclimated to everything where your body just adjusts to, to it all. You know, but I, but I'm, I'm doing all the heavy lifting, though. He ain't hitting nobody. He's running around looking pretty with a long uh, tail all the way down to his ankles. You know? Hey, man,
1: you go out there and cover a guy on a deep post or or nine round and come right back and they do the same thing, and the ball doesn't come their way. They just out there to run you off and get you tired. <laughs> you, let me see you go out
0: there and do that. Man, y'all 170 pounds, man. We you know we 270 uh, toting around I 400 was. every time. I was 215 all my career. <laughs> Trevor Simeon and uh what's the name of it? Al Wilson? Oh my gosh, hit them jokers. that take a lot out of you too, just doing that. So yeah, that, hey, that elevation stuff is real. It's real. So it bothered you? Oh yeah. First quarter, absolutely. Yeah, it didn't, series, I, it didn't bother me at all. Yeah, first two, two series. I might miss a block, maybe. You know, I'll look up like <laughs> I couldn't reach you. could <laughs> <laughs> coach, I tried to. I'm going to reach you, but I couldn't get it.
2: <laughs> nah. How many oxygen tanks do uh, do teams bring to, uh, especially when they go to uh, like Denver for something? Do they bring a lot of them? Because a lot of guys going to be coming, going to that thing after the after a break. I mean, they're going to be
1: prepared. You gotta, I, they're going to have enough. I mean, I'm, I'm, they're not going to have one for each player, but they'll have enough for the guys on the sidelines where they can, you know, get their energy back, get their lungs
2: back. Right.
0: Long drives is the one to get you. Them long drives, woo. <laughs> so
2: and I'm sure I'm sure he experienced that a lot. You know, a lot of offenses may have sustained sustained long drives against the defense. And, you know, Poor Ease, you know, he's guarding these guys got like Ashley Lee and uh and Rod Smith on these uh, these 15 yard, 20 yard posts every time.
0: they had three they had three-point stance out there. You know,
2: the best
1: thing that helped me out um with any with long drives and 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 stuff like that was that I knew every signal call from the defense coordinator. So I didn't have to run back to the huddle to see what the play call was. I can catch it from my side. Like, I'm playing right corner, and we're on the left sideline. I don't have to go all the way back to the huddle to, to catch what the signal is or, to, or listen to, to what they're yelling. I can catch the signal from,
0: the, from my side, and uh, I always knew what was, what was being called. So that helped a lot. So, so you didn't travel sometimes. You didn't have to travel sometimes. y'all just play where y'all was at? I did.
1: Early in my career, before we got um, – before we got Patrick, I didn't I, – I, there was a lot of games that I had to travel depending on what receiver was there. Okay. okay. Um, those games suck because you don't know where he's going to line up at. And you got to go wherever he's got to go. So, right, right. you kind of just stand in the middle of the field and, and just wait. Uh, but
0: if it's a quick snap, yeah, man, they, they, they can catch you off guard quick. Okay. So, it, it, you make a great point. You know how much motion we used to do in our offense. You know, man, I used to motion practically every single play. We used to either we <laughs>
1: Jason, you go this motion here from here to here,
0: loop to side to side. <laughs> hey, hey, coming back to the huddle, run back in there almost, huh? Yeah, <laughs> man, that's a, a breather. <laughs> <laughs> Putting the hand down, picking it up, motioning. No sir, no sir. <laughs> like, you us ain't fool. We ain't doing nothing. Hey, this motion ain't doing nothing. They ain't switching nothing
2: <laughs> <up."> <laughs> Oh, man. Nah. All right, so uh, final concern of the night, we got the game predictions. Uh, so this game got flexed, obviously, to the Sunday night game. Uh, so this Sunday, Denver Broncos will travel to play Arkansas City Chiefs at 830 on Sunday night on primetime on NBC. The Chiefs, actually, this is kind of surprising. The Chiefs are currently a 10-point favorite at home. What are your score predictions and who do you guys have for this one? Yeah, I saw that. that was,
1: I I I thought that was pretty pretty big, but I guess they see um uh the things that our team have been doing lately in the last few weeks to where uh they figured we can, you know, beat them by a touchdown plus. Uh I mean, I have that confidence too. Uh but just to see that, you know, Vegas had a 10 points was kind of kind of kind of big. Um I'm just going to go with 7 points and, and I, I think 28-21 it will be um the score for us to take them out.
0: Uh, I think it's gonna be a statement game, and I I I, I think the, the Chiefs have been holding the the defense or the offense under twenty some points these last four games. I'm gonna stay with it, so I'm gonna say 31-17, Chiefs. I think it's gonna be a statement game, man. I think I think it's you know coming out, these guys are gonna be ready. Offense looking for them to go. Defense is still gonna be humming, man. I think they still on their high where they should be. And they got – look, Spags going to bring it. He's going to bring it. Like I said, you get Bridgewater, you start getting on him, cool. Thirty-one seventeen.
2: Interesting. Yeah, so the, uh, the, the total points for this game is 47 and a half, and both you guys are kind of teetering right on that. So, um, yeah, and that's the thing too. You, you mentioned, you know, getting after Bridgewater. Uh, that was one of the things, you know, the uh, Broncos' defense is pretty solid, but their O-line kind of suspect where I believe uh, Bridgewater is uh, – or they've allowed – the Broncos have allowed – I think top five sacks on all, all season. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. players are getting beginning. I mean, don't take
1: anything from it. They play better with, with, with Teddy, too.
2: Yeah, they do. Yeah, no doubt about it.
0: But I think that what the guard is in the tackle, I think, uh, the guard is dealing with back problems, and they, the right tackle, I think, is out of the game. So, <clears throat> I'd I, I come after it. I would.
2: I, I think they
1: just got Chubb back, too, right? Oh, is he coming back?
0: I think so. That's – That'll be fun. Well, let me change it. 3117. <laughs> <laughs> 3117. Bring that juggle back. Let him come on here. Let me get some of this too. Bring him on here. Let me get some of this too. Welcome back, Chubb. Welcome back. Come on here and get some of this too.
2: So you are you are keeping at 3117? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So and when you say statement game, are you, any, any player specifically or are you talking about a, Overall, yeah. overall,
0: overall, overall, division-wise, look, you head of the pack, no questions about it. Right now is this is the game you do it. Okay, you make everybody at this point scramble around. Now you make everybody panic in the division. You beat the. like well, I think that
1: I think that's mainly because for one, it's a division game. We need all of we need all of them. Yes, sir. Um, I think that I think the Raiders are catching back on to who they on to who they were at the beginning of the season, and I think the Charges have kind of fallen off. Uh, I think the Broncos are figuring it out. You know, even with so many youngsters, they're starting to figure things out. Uh, and right now, they don't look bad. You know, you go out and beat the the Chargers, who was a lot of people's picks to win this uh, the West. Um,
0: and they're like you said, the secondary is playing really well. Yeah, I think the second game will be harder than this one. For for the first one, I, I think we just blow them out. Second game's definitely gonna be harder.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, Josh Gore, come out party or no, J.D.? Yes or no?
0: Week 12, he's going he's gonna to get more looks. He's going to get more looks. I'm telling you, second game, though. Week 14, you're going to see it. Mark my words. Week 14.
2: All right, week 14. Well, you started – Again, with- I'm not
0: knocking Josh now. I'm just saying.
2: I want him, I want him
1: to take advantage of these one-on-one coverage. Just show, tell me
0: tell me when. Let me know when it's going to be. Okay. <laughs> Week 14 E. Week 14. You're gonna see him like, man, who's this Not guy? Too, far out. Oh, too no. far out. We brought him in way too early to, to, to wait that long. We got two more, two more weeks. after this. is two more. I don't care. <laughs> he's gonna look, he's gonna be ripe and ready just before <laughs> the playoffs. JD. All of so you got a whole different different animal to Jason, wear. Now.
1: Jason Dwayne Dunn. I don't even know your middle name.
0: Oh. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> O'Neal. Adam O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam O'Neal, that's a biblical Adam, first man in the Bible. Hey, Where it comes from? Yeah. If
1: they had brought, if they brought you in off the streets at the same time they brought Gordon in, you will be ready to make plays at this time. If I ain't played in two years, even if Jason, they could have brought you in right
0: now. Yeah, you better not send me down there at, there for a round. You better not. I'm just saying. <laughs> If the time that they brought you in right now, that they brought him, that
1: they bring you in at the time they brought him in, you will be making some type of a play for the team. Even with the amount of years that you've been out.
0: Yeah. Well, if, if, now look, look, he's doing a good job in in, in blocking. So we can't take it away from that. You know, he's doing a great job. Right. So we Look, he's contributing. Okay. He's contributing. So that's, Look, I'm just looking for him to get that <laughs> catch the football, throw some balls to him, you know. So, week 14, man. Week 14. I hope this is coming out there. I hope it is. I hope it is this weekend.
2: Yeah. I mean, Odell scored a touchdown last week. I think, you know, Josh Gordon. You know, it, it, Odell's only been on that team for two weeks. Josh's been on the team for a couple weeks now, so, you know. Odell, mean,
1: Odell is not – Odell is done. I mean, right now he's a nickel receiver. I'm telling you now, like I told you all then, he is not going to beat any corner – without doing a double move. I don't know if right now that's what we need to do with Josh, but you got to understand, like, these guys are younger. The talent is almost, it's better. So, for what you were doing then, it's not going to be the same way now.
0: You know, you got bigger corners, you got faster corners. H- you got have bigger, better defenses. We have not thrown out one ball up to Josh deep. We haven't thrown a face okay. point. We need, we need to do more of that with him. Tell okay? Patrick. Okay. He's tell, not in office. Tell E.B., Andy, and Patrick. Uh, I've been I've been sending uh, messages, sending pigeons, okay. pigeon <laughs> <has> <laughs> pigeon. smoke signals, and all that overhead. Use Josh Gordon. Use Josh Gordon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that happens this weekend.
0: Yeah. We'll all, see.
2: Right. all right, fellas. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in at Chief Concerns. We'll see you next week. Hopefully, we're talking about a uh, Kansas City blowout and a statement win from, uh, from both of yeah, you guys. Said. Yeah,
0: good no. night, fellas. I got to feed my face. All right, fellas. All right nice. now. Take it easy, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.